0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Growth Week. This is a week long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect. Of your life. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach as well as the lead Pastor Word of Truth Ministry. So, this week our conversation is all about preparing for success. And we said in our introduction on Monday, success does not just happen by accident, you have to be intentional. And uh, if you have been following our podcast for a while now, you know it's all about intentionality. You cannot grow by accident. And so if you want to be successful in life, you have to be intentional. This week, I'm speaking to Joel Austin, who, in my opinion, is a highly focused young man uh, with a healthy desire for success. And I'm hoping that the principles that he's trying to incorporate in the path for success would also help You guys to create your own path. So, how are you doing, Joel? And what would you like to recap from our conversation so far?
1: Oh, I'm doing uh, good, thanks to you, Pastor Jay. And I like what you said, you know, it's all about intentionality because a life worth remembering at the end of the day is not going to come by chance. It's going to come by um, work and and focused energy on going after something that you've defined as worth going after. That's what creates a good life, a life that you're going to look back then and then worth remembering. And um, we were just touching on that in the first episode about, you know, kind of finding. That for yourself, yeah. and then in the second um, one, we spoke about how does one actually find that for himself. Like we, when we spoke about the first principle, uh, we called it the desire principle, and how our life or good life comes out of pursuing our deepest um, desires. And so today, we're going to now touch on the the next principle because once you found what you really desire, the question mm. is how do you go after? How do you go about getting that? Because there's so many things to do in life. There's so many ways to go about something. Uh, actually, I, I forgot the saying, but there's a basically a saying, that says, you know, there's like a million ways to do something. And that's yeah. true for anything in life almost nowadays. And so the question is, what are some core things you can hold on to to help you get to fulfilling those deep desires you have?
0: And so we're giving you these four principles, not because they're exhaustive. They're not the only principles, Mm. but they are principles that if you apply them or whatever your path to success looks like, you need to include these because they will help you clarify a number of things. And like Joel rightfully said yesterday, we were talking about desire. If you missed that episode, we encourage you to go back and catch yourself up. So today we are talking about faith. And we have decided to call this episode Faith It Until You Make It. I like that. It just really sounds good. I'm sure you all know of the limitations of the old English aphorism which says that fake it until you make it. And you can can fake something and you can fake it all you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make it.
1: Yes, um, I've actually said that saying quite a lot, and I've, I've been told many a times how, you, how you, you, you're not a fan of the saying, and, but it is true, <laughs> that it is true, because in the end of the day, I think we have to kind of find a difference between faking it and faith, what is the difference when you're faking it, versus what is the difference when you're in it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to touch on today, but I think the first place to start is what actually is faith, right? And so I think the best definition comes from the Bible itself in Hebrews 11 verse 1, and it says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see sure what we hope for and certain of what we do not see.
0: Mm. I like what you were saying about the difference between faith in it and faking it and people kind of feel like uh, wh- why am I not pro this fake anything is because I tend to think that when you're faking something, You yourself know, you can fool everybody else that, uh, you know, I've got it. You can manage to fool the people that are watching from the outside as though you have it. But somewhere deep inside, if you're faking something, there's always going to be an element, is this real? And so I love the definition of faith that you've just given us because when you think of faith, it's not a fake thing. It is actually... Being sure of something, it's a true confidence, and I think it's the King James Version that says faith is the substance, which means It's it's weighty. It's it's real. It's not just something that is a pie in the sky. Yeah.
1: Now, before we go more into this faith thing, we kind of just have to put a disclaimer out there because I think a lot of people, when they hear faith, especially if they're not in the in the Christian circle, they think, "Well, that's a Christian thing, right? Christians have faith." But the truth is, you know, just like something like patience is a very um, important virtue in the Christian belief, it's not. No one would look at it and say that's only a Christian thing. We all know patience and faith is the same thing. Faith is something that almost. In fact, everyone has faith and they all practice faith daily in different things to different degrees. Yeah. For example, you, you practicing faith in the chair you're sitting on. If
0: That's right. If you weren't,
1: you didn't have faith in it, you wouldn't you wouldn't be sitting it, right? You know, you, you might have faith if you have a spouse, you might have faith that they're going to remain faithful to you. That's yeah. why when they go out, you don't worry or always checking up or following them around because you have faith in to some degree in them. And, you know, we practice faith in different things. Some people have faith that their job's going to be there tomorrow when they wake up, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And so... We all have faith. And so it's something that we can all utilize to different degrees in varying areas.
0: So good. I think it's important for us also to point out that even though this is not just a Christian thing, we are going to be sharing or trying to unpack Mm. this concept of faith from the definition that we have. So... The definition might come from the Bible, but if you apply it, if you're not saved, if you apply this, I've listened to people who are not saved actually quote uh, some version of Hebrews 11, 1 because it's such a beautiful and a good definition of what faith is.
1: Well, you think about it. We as Christians, we practice faith in Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. We, we believe in what we don't see because we've never seen Christ in person So we hope in that and we believe in that but other people practice hope and faith in the business they've never seen in the marriage they've never seen you know things like that in the sports game they've never won you know Mm. professional athletes probably dream for years before they eventually won the tournament they dream of themselves winning at first
0: so good all right let's just quickly break down this definition and i'm going to use the king james or the new king james definition it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and joel you know Whenever I talk about faith, I always want to separate faith from hope. I think yesterday's conversation around desire is somewhat tied into hope. So when you separate the difference between desire and faith, it begins to make sense. Why start with a desire? Like yesterday, we were saying you need to have a strong, burning desire. So desire is not faith desire is just like, this is what I want in life. But faith then becomes, the Bible says, the substance. Uh, You know, the New King James Version says, now faith. And I always say to people, faith deals with now, hope or desire deals with your future. So if you are desiring something in the future, like we were saying yesterday, between now and then, you need to learn to walk by faith
1: yeah so let's try to break down desire and faith and how they, they interlink with each other. so if you've been listening, we've used this this, this analogy of you know this path that you have to find, and that was like the path to success, and desire helps you find out which path that is. Well faith is what helps you take the first step. I love what you said, faith deals with the now, yeah you know I think it's, it's in James where it talks about how faith has to be accompanied with action, and so true faith. And, and actions are two sides of the same coin. They're inseparable. Yes. Real faith has a company in action. It's not faith without action. So good. faith is actually the, it's it's the principle that gives you the courage to take the first step in pursuing that desire. So desire is what you want, what you're yeah. looking for. You, you identify it. Faith is then the thing you need to use to get the courage to take the step towards it.
0: So good. I love what you just said about James right now because faith has to be visible. You see, a desire cannot be seen. It's something that is deep inside you. But what makes it real and manifest or what makes it visible is your faith. The mistake we make is we think faith is I believe in God or I believe something is going to happen, sit back and do nothing. And what you just say there is faith must be accompanied by action. That's what will make us Know that you've got faith. You know, uh, James, actually, his argument is all around, if you say you've got faith, show me your works because your works are going to show me if you really have faith.
1: Yes, no, that's just so good. It, it's, it's like if you if you want to win a, 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 say, you want to become a professional soccer player, yes. that's your desire, mm. right? No one can see that. The faith is you practicing every day for hours and hours in the soccer field. So that's good. the faith. Mm. And you can tell people you want to be a professional soccer player. like, okay, that's his desire. Yeah. But when they see you on the soccer field, they're seeing your faith in action. That's and actually, I love it, what it says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says, we live by faith, not by sight. Mm. And that you know, desire is something you can almost picture in your mind. You can see it in your mind. Whereas faith is what you're living by. It's what you're doing with your every day.
0: So good. You may have faith, but if you can't translate it into action, it will never benefit you so if we're to say to you why do you need to faith it remember today we're talking about faith in it until you make it how has that helped you why why do you need to faith it
1: think of it this way say for me personally I'm not gonna aim at something, right? So let's say I'm aiming like this. I'm not gonna aim at something I can't, I truly believe I can never hit, right? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to devote your entire life to something that you believe there's zero possibility. And faith is that 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 extraordinary ability to believe in something impossible. Mm. Right? And the truth is, it's not that it's impossible, it's just that it hasn't been done before, yeah. or you haven't seen it done before. Maybe someone else has, but you don't think it's possible for you. Yeah. And faith is what allows you to overcome that obstacle. So,
0: so it helps you
1: overcome the impossible in your perceived mind, I think it's it's probably one of the biggest reasons for human advancement is people believed in something that no one saw, no one thought what could be done. And yeah. one crazy person or crazy during his time and in our times, we we hail them as advancing the human race, yeah. was willing to just devote his life towards it. And in him, he said, no, this is surely possible. And so... If you don't have faith, you're never going to do it. You're not going to cure cancer believing cancer can't be cured. Mm. Right? You're not mm. going to become a good father if you believe you can't become a good father. So good. You've, you've already had put faith in that you won't do it. Yeah. And so that's what comes. It's, it's the first step to taking something that isn't into a reality in the present or in the future, obviously.
0: And, and I like what you're saying, because I think if your goal for success does not require faith, then it's very limited. Mm. Jesus says in Mark chapter number 9 and verse 23... If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes.
1: Yeah, I I actually want to have a story that that kind of touches on that idea of, you know, like people don't believe something's possible. And then Mm. once it's shown that it's possible, almost everyone kind of Mm. believes in it. So I'll read the story from what I have. So it's the story of the four-minute mile. So you might know a bit of it. You might have heard about it. So basically... There's this 25-year-old medical student named Roger uh, Bannister. I hope I'm, not, I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. And so in 1954, right, he broke the four-minute mile. So he ran a mile in four minute, in under four minutes. So he actually ran in three minutes and 59.4 seconds. So 0.6 seconds under the thing. But here's the thing, right? Before he ran it, no one had ever broken this barrier. Mm. In fact, so many athletes had tried and failed to do this, right? They had made it out to be physically impossible. And according to the legend... The experts of the day, they didn't just say it was impossible. They said that the human body was simply not capable. They said it was not possible for the human body to run a four-minute mile. It wasn't just dangerous. It was, in fact, impossible. The legend goes on to even say that some people had been trying to break it for years, so much so that there were tar bulls behind them to try to incentivize them to do it. Right? <laughs> Obviously, now how much of this is the bull party's legend or story. Yeah. But the point is it's emphasizing that people just didn't think it could be done because so many people had tried and failed. Mm. Right, and so then roger uh, banister he went and he did this impossible thing he ran it under four minutes right as of april 21st according to google the four minute barrier has now after he ran it has been broken by 1663 athletes wow. and it's actually now considered a standard not the abnormal a standard for professional <laughs> middle do- uh, distance runners in several cultures to run it so if you think about it Before he ran it, everyone said impossible. Even the experts were saying that the human body can't do it. It's not capable of getting to that level. Now he went and ran it. Now it's become a standard for professionals to reach a four-minute mile.
0: So good. It really ties in very well with the scripture. All things are possible. And the thing is, many times when we're setting out to achieve a goal or achieve success, it seems impossible that when we look around us, there are many people who have failed and I love what you're saying. At this stage, Ro- Roger was being told it cannot be done. Everybody has tried and they have failed, but they had to believe it. And so if you begin to believe no matter what your dream is, no matter what your goal, your definition of success is, if you really believe that you were created for that thing and you begin to pursue it, you will be able yeah. to and achieve if you, it.
1: And If you think about it, if, the the experts had said that the human body couldn't do it, like you're going to die if you try. Yeah. Roger was literally saying, I'm willing to take a chance on dying because I believe I can do this in under four minutes. Yeah. So faith faith will put you to the place where you start doing something where people say, "Um, you should probably stop because that's not going to end well. Yeah. But in the end of the day, I think the history shows that people that have great faith end up coming out top.
0: Wow. That's so good. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So... We all start without faith. I'm sure when Roger was listening to the stories of the attempts of, you know, making, running the four minute mile, there was no faith. Up until he himself decided, I'm going to be the old one out. I'm going to believe. And mm-hmm. what I like about that story is what you then said. Google tells us like a thousand other athletes have now broken it. Why? Because they heard the Roger story and they said, well, it was impossible until we heard the story that somebody made it possible. So if you are wanting to achieve success, you need to find success stories that will stimulate your faith or activate your faith in that area. So when you listen to stories of entrepreneurs that literally started with nothing, maybe in a, in a worse situation or impoverished situation than you are in, it then begins to generate a, a certain amount of faith inside of you that it is actually possible to do it.
1: Yes, I think we can all... testify to a time when we didn't think something was possible until we heard someone do it or saw someone do it. Right. And it's just, it's naturally when you see someone go first, you think I can go, I can follow them. You know, it's it's kind of, maybe it's a prideful thought of if they can do it, I can do it kind of thing, but it helps because some people literally can Because the truth is, a lot of these people that do these things aren't aren't different from you. They don't have some special gift or ability, right? And so when you look at it, you say, well, they managed to do it. There's hope for me to do it. I I can believe in what I don't see yet because they managed to get there. I can also do it.
0: Good. So the first step, uh, if you are listening to us and you're trying to build your faith towards your success listen to stories look for people with success stories listen to the word of god what i what i love about listening to the word of god is not necessarily you know the religious concept of it but just to listen to how much faith God has in us as human beings. Mm. God believes in us so much that Jesus actually died for us because he believes that good can come out of our lives. So the more I listen to the word of God, the more I hear how much faith God has in me, I begin to believe that. my I I think there is some special ability inside of me that enables me to do things that are otherwise thought to be impossible.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that should encourage every Christian because if God believes or have so much faith in you, he created you. He knows is what you put in you, so yeah. there has to be something special in us, some some super you know ability we haven't discovered yet. So good. Um, so let's talk
0: about the measures of faith because not all faith is equal. Mm. Uh, the Bible talks about growing in faith, which means that no matter what level of faith you are on right now, you can. Uh, attain a higher level Mm. if you begin to purposely begin to practice and apply your faith you are going to grow in faith you you have to believe that your faith will grow because many times especially within church uh, circles we see certain people that seem to display faith in a particular area and we're like i'm not like that person Mm. but you need to understand that they had to develop and grow in that area in the same manner that an athlete has to grow and develop in that area
1: and just to, to touch on that, yes, I do think you have faith, stronger faith in different areas. Mm. But I think once you acquire the, the, the basic level of faith, it, it's applicable it's across any area. It's, so just, good. it's just learning how to apply, it, but it's the same thing yeah. that you just have to apply across there. But before we, we go into that, I, I want to read a quote about faith, not from the Bible, from a book that I read. And it says this, the method by which one develops faith, mm. where it does not already exist, is extremely difficult to describe. Almost as difficult, in fact, as it would be to describe the color of red to a blind person who has never seen the color and has nothing to compare it with to describe for you to describe it to him. So here's the thing. Having no faith and moving to faith is sometimes a difficult process Mm. for us to help you. But here's the thing, or at least something I've discovered for myself, is most of the time it's not the lack of no faith, it's little faith that I have that I just need to learn to use and to grow to do the applicable thing that I'm trying to do.
0: So good. So whatever level of faith you have, if you start applying that, The end result is your faith will grow Mm. to be that big faith. And I also like what you said uh, about faith being strong in different areas. You know, sometimes like you have people... Within church circles or just out there in the world, who have got faith for money, for finances, mm. for business, and you have then people that have got faith for healing. You know, when you go to them and say, Hey, uh, pray for me, they come alive and they're like, Yeah, I believe God will heal you. But the same faith works whether for healing or for finances. The thing is, sometimes we compartmentalize our mm. faith and we think oh this faith only works for this but when you get the real principle of faith you can apply it in all things jesus didn't say some things but all things yeah.
1: are possible and i think if you had to speak to those people that had faith in healing and faith in finance you'll probably hear that the reason the reason they have faith in finance is because they just heard a lot of stories and saw a lot of stories yeah. and know a lot of stories about faith working in finance and in healing but not in the other area and that's yeah. why they're so stuck in one route because they know that route so that they, they've come to believe for faith in that area and they haven't actually seen or exposed to be stories in the other areas.
0: So good. So wherever you feel like your faith is weak, maybe you need to spend more time listening because if faith comes by hearing, you need to hear more about the things, about people who have exercised faith in the areas that you're weak. All right, let's talk about this contrast between fake and genuine. Uh, we, we're talking about faith in it and not faking it here. So the Bible has this idea of fake faith where people pretend they believe mm. and then it speaks of genuine faith. You know, if you read uh, Second Timothy Paul says to Timothy, I know the, I remember the genuine faith that was first in your grandmother and then mm-hmm. in your mother. So there's a genuine faith that we need to have.
1: You know, I I think it comes down to actions that someone goes through. I, th- I think there's a point, there's a level where someone with fake faith can can put the act on mm-hmm. until it gets really serious. Yeah. Until until it costs them. I think that's when it comes down to is yeah. if you have genuine faith, you're willing to do something even if it's going to potentially cost you. There, there's actually a story actually that just comes to mind, right? Elon Musk, right? He's a really rich um, mm. billionaire in in America. But before he became a billionaire, he, he made some money selling something called PayPal, which a company he made, right? He made a few million, right? And now he was going to invest all of this money into Tesla, right? Mm. And Tesla wasn't the big Tesla we know of it today. It was a startup not heard of, right? And so he was doing an interview and the, and the guy said, you know, like, when you put all your money into this, like, all his money into this, like, did you think it was going to become what it? became today. And he said, no, I didn't believe it was going to make it. So the guy's like, why would you do that? And basically that's quite a famous quote now. And he says, you know, when something's important enough to you, you do it even if the odds are against you. And that was actually genuine faith because even if it was going to cost him everything, he was willing to put his actions behind what he hoped and believed in.
0: Wow. That's so good. Whatever your success goal is, If you really believe that, faith means that you're going to do it no matter what. And I think the Bible carries that same idea in um, Hebrews 11 when we read of the heroes of faith. Some of them at the end, towards the end of Hebrews 11, it actually says some of them died without seeing what they believed. But because their faith was so genuine, they were willing to lay down their lives based on what they really yes, believe.
1: Yeah. And I think someone with, with no faith or fake faith, with someone with fake faith is they're willing to go to a point until yeah. it costs them too much because they don't really believe in what they're going after. Yeah. They don't really, they're not willing to do, do something against the odds. You see? So good. And, until, until it becomes inconvenient and, and the odds are against them, then, then they'll fall off.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it quickly uh, just reminded me of the story of the martyrs. When you think of any person that has died for their faith, it's at that point when the gun is pointed at you and they're like, do you really believe? If you believe, if, if your faith is genuine, you're just gonna like, yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. But if it's fake, you can fake it until you are tested.
1: Yes, it, pretty much
0: the day the test comes then it's going to prove whether your faith is genuine or it's fake and then the bible also speaks of the next next level of faith which is weak faith versus strong faith the bible speaks of uh sarah being weak in faith and abraham not being weak in faith so Mm there is this idea of strong faith and weak faith. I, I think when we were wrestling this in our preparation, Joel, we, we were just kind of trying to say, do we give you just levels or must we contrast them? Mm. And we felt like there's, there's better meaning when you think of, hey, there's a person with weak faith and a person with strong faith. What, what comes to mind when you think of strong versus weak or weak versus strong faith?
1: I just think of the story where, where I think of the story of Sarah and Abraham yeah. where where God is is talk, telling Abraham, "Okay, you're going to have a son." And, and Sarah's in the tent and she laughs and Abraham yeah. doesn't. And mm. you know that that for me is like there must be something more to that story there about her having weak faith and she laughed at the story and Abraham not laughing. I think it's about the seriousness with which you take the thing mm. you believe in.
0: Here's the thing that we want to say to you: if you have discovered that you have got genuine faith, there are some times when your faith is generally weak, but If you keep applying it, it becomes stronger. I think of myself, uh, Joel, when it comes to finances, I had to grow my faith. And Mm -hmm. I'm still growing. I'm not there. I'm I'm still growing it. But I had to start trusting God with the 10 rand, you know, like tithe. If I had 100 rand, start training myself to just believe that, God, I can make it with 90% Mm -hmm. if I give you 10%. And from there, I started living a generous life. I started just trying to give away and live generously. But all that has been happening over time by practicing my weak faith. There are times where I'm like, I'm not sure I'll make it without. But the more I practiced it and the more I continue to practice it, it becomes much so much easier for me to apply faith in that area. So my faith has become stronger because of practicing
1: it. Mm. I think a, a, quite an a important uh, difference to make there between uh, no faith and weak faith is, and you said it there, so maybe they missed it is, you know, even though you weren't sure you were going to make it, yeah. you are still willing to give it. So, you so say no yeah. faith would not would be, that. that's when they <laughs> will stop giving and say, we out. Yeah. You're still willing to give it. Yeah. But you still had that. So when your faith gets stronger, it's almost, it's, it's like an easier, you, you know, you just start giving and it's like, I don't think I'll make, no, I'll make it. I know I'll yeah. make it kind of thing. And it's just that growing in that confidence and the quickness to just do what you know yeah. you believe in.
0: So good. And then there's the other contrast between wavering faith and steadfast faith.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in James, it says, you know, uh, do, do not be double-minded. Yeah. Um, and obviously it says a bit more, basically, the, the emphasis is is don't be one, one minute on it and one minute off it, yeah. you know, else you're just like a ship being blown around in the winds. Yeah. And, um essentially you're going to end up nowhere because you're going somewhere, you're in the right direction, then you're in the wrong direction, then mm. you're in the right and then you're in the wrong. And so you end up going in circles. And so and that's wavering faith when you genuinely believe for something for a short while and then you genuinely don't have any faith for it anymore.
0: Yeah. And, and it's so important because there are many people that are wavering in their faith. They one minute they believe, the next minute they don't. Um, they allow doubts to come in into what they are trying to achieve. And that scripture in James actually says a double-minded person will receive nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you are not going to see the full impact of your faith if you are double-minded in in your ways. So it's important for us to stop wavering.
1: You you know why I think a lot of people waver is they don't take the time to find out the right desire to pursue or something. So for example, for the people, you know they're like, I think this is the right way to lose weight. But they Mm. haven't actually done the research. They they don't know if that's really the route they want to go. And so that's why they keep it. And so one of the ways to avoid, it is actually just take the time to first find the right desire to put your faith in and you won't waver so much
0: so good and then this brings us to the last and final one which is the contrast between little faith and great faith everybody wants to have great faith you know jesus says to his mm. disciples every now and again all oh, year of little faith and i think uh we all go through moments where we feel like we don't have sufficient faith and then we have people who've got great faith but Here's the thing. When we're talking about this, great faith actually comes from small faith. Little faith is the seed for great Mm. faith. Uh, And we were saying Jesus' Jesus' statement to his disciples after telling them that they've got little faith. He says, if you have faith as little as a master seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and be planted into the sea. So Mm. all you need is little faith and being consistent in applying the little faith so that you can do great things.
1: Yeah, the thing. Faith is like the courage to take the first step. And yeah. you know, once you have momentum, it's easier to go forward. We all know, you know the hardest or the most energy is in starting. Yeah. And once you move in, it's kind of like the ball's rolling. And so you, you just need that little faith just to get yourself over the line. You know, Once you're in the deep waters, you're in the deep waters. Now you swim or sink kind of thing. And so faith is just helping you take that jump into the deep waters.
0: Good. So just before we end this conversation, is there an area in your life or a story, a moment where you can uh, share with our podcast listeners of just really taking a step in faith?
1: i, I got a few. Most of my, my faith stories um, happen to revolve to around ministry, actually, um, yeah. which is not a bad thing, obviously. That's I good. I mean, it's yeah. the place where my faith's probably grown and it's helped me have um, faith in other things. You know, I think before I got into the ministry thing, I had faith for, you know, like... Um, in belief in myself to be successful, I had faith in German. So the area I really lacked faith was faith in terms of my, my faith in Jesus Christ and my faith in ministry. And that's the area actually that I can actually probably now sit and say I have the most faith stories in. And mm. so there's a few. Um, I remember before, it was actually before I really got serious about my faith. It was like the day before I was at that conference where you know I decided to ch- turn my life around. And um, there was one of the guys that was with us, he was in front of us. And we were all, you know, you know, when you're in these ministry things, you know, you pray and sing. Mm. And I remember I wasn't into this whole thing (laughs) and I was just there kind of like doing my thing. Anyway, I I had the strong urge to reach my hand and just put it on this guy's shoulder. And I was behind him and I just like, I had the strong urge, like this person, like, you know, just put your hand and put them on the shoulder. So I did that. And then we went back to our seats, you know, nothing came of it. And then later that night, because I was staying um, in the same area as this person, we ended up speaking late tonight in the chair. And then he was just telling me a story about how you know, he was there praying. And he was just asking God for like, you know, just just a touch or something. And then he yeah. said he felt like this warm hand come and touch him on the shoulder. And I'm like, right, hey, that was me. You know, I kind <laughs> of just sit there awkwardly like, oh, that, man, that's awesome kind of yeah. thing. And and that was that was weird for me because I didn't believe in the whole prophetic stuff or God really speaking to people. I didn't really I mean, I believe kind of in God, but not really much anywhere mm. at that point. And to just be like, you know, what happened? Wow. Like, you know, you know that that for me, yeah, that, that was a faith story where I had very little faith, very, yeah. very, like on the borderline of no faith. And yet something <laughs> good came out of it.
0: So good, so good. Uh, I love those stories, eh? Because at the end of the day, that's what makes faith real. Uh, my greatest faith story is just giving my life to Jesus. Mm. I, I had been raised in an ancestral family and I had believed a certain, you know, truth. Uh, well now I call it a lie but I I believe that ancestors were very key in my Amen. life and then letting go of that I remember one Sunday just coming home and making a decision I'm never going to do this sure. again. I'm going to walk Uh, by faith and trust Jesus and and living in a household where everybody else is practicing all the rituals and doing all these other things Mm. and you're walking out every single day not sure whether you're doing the right thing or not I think that was the biggest step of faith that I ever took Mm. And just seeing God being faithful, keeping me alive and protecting me is what has kept my faith in him so strong. So yeah. yeah.
1: I think that just highlights how a little faith goes a long way and how faith is always accompanied by an action. You know, it's always us moving in faith. Faith is faith and movement are just two things that are in sync
0: so good all right it's been good having this conversation with you joel uh thank you for making time and i really can't wait to get into the third principle on how to uh, create a way or a path for success any final words thoughts or enticing people for tomorrow
1: i, ju- I just want to say you know um we've spoken about desire we've spoken about faith and i hope you excited about those thing because they make me really excited and but you know what I've come to know is what we're going to speak about tomorrow is is going to be the key and the heart of really taking desires, you know, and, and the starting point. We've started it and really making it a reality. This is kind of where most people I think I find for myself I always fall fall apart the most is not applying this third principle when it comes to taking something that isn't into something that is.
0: Wow. I look forward to having that conversation even more because I know what it's going to be about. And I think you display this character or this principle well. And to hear you say you sometimes struggle with it, it's going to be a very good conversation. Don't miss tomorrow's as we look at the third step to creating a path for success. If you have not already done so, I encourage you to like our podcast, subscribe to it so that you don't miss any of our growth content. Share it with a friend so that we can grow together. And until tomorrow, let's keep growing.